I'm back with a brand new series called Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits. Check out Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits on Lifetime every Thursday night. Check your local listings. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Teresa Caputo. You might know me as the Long Island Medium. Why do people call me that? Well, I talk to the dead. My job is to help spirit communicate to their loved ones here in the physical world that they are safe and at peace and that there is more to life than this. This podcast gives me the opportunity to share my gift with more people than ever before and to give all of you a better understanding of how I communicate with spirit. Hi, I'm Angelique Levy and I'm from Slidell, Louisiana. Just from being such a fan of Teresa's, I knew not to have huge expectations and just to take it as it comes, which was hard because my buddy in watching this was always my husband, and that's who I had hoped to connect with. He was a wonderful man. I'm I'm sure a lot of people say that of their departed loved ones, but um, he was, um, forget the tears, he was definitely my better half. Goodness. He was my rock. Um, I was his. He was just a a larger-than-life guy. He was a a big guy with a gentle soul, always the the protector. Even back when we were in high school, he was, you know, he was Big Lou. He didn't um, tolerate kids being bullied or, you know, um, always took up for the underdog. Wow. Hi. Hi, Angelique. You look beautiful this morning, Angelique. Oh, thank you so much. You have no idea how excited I am. I'm nervous, excited. I just can't believe this is happening, and I'm, I feel beyond blessed. You have no idea. Well, before, I, I didn't even say anything to him. What I just heard, I don't know who said it to me, but you're deserving of this, is what yeah. I heard. <laughs> it's something um, my husband and I both had wanted for a long time, and... um. I, I especially need it now. So um, thank you. You're very welcome. Listen, this is what this is about, Angelique. I try to explain this to people about when they come for a reading, when they have an experience with me. This is your moment where your loved ones are going to give you the gift of healing. It's not going to make the pain go away. It's right. not going to make your soul feel complete because it won't. Because... The whoever it is that you are wanting to connect with here today, 
you have to continue your life here in the physical world without them. And it is going to be hard and difficult. My wish for you today and my hopes that spirit will give you today is the gifts and the tools and the messages that will help to make tomorrow a little bit easier. And this is what I love. I don't even know who we're going to connect with today, but this is how spirit is making me feel. Is it to to calm you down a little bit so you can maybe breathe a little bit, right? (laughs) To be like, okay, you know what? If Teresa knows how I feel and we didn't even talk, how does she know my personal (laughs) feelings, what my wishes, what my desires are for today? And what I love about this already is that spirit has already validated for you that they are with you that they hear you, they know your pain, your sorrow, your loss, your grief, the loneliness. And hopefully today you will feel a little more peaceful. And that's the goal. That is the goal. And um, And that's that's all I seek. Perfect. You're awesome. I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Honestly, this is the biggest gift. I have absolutely no expectations. I am just so thankful to to receive this awesome gift. I, I can't believe that I'm actually speaking to you. Um, uh-huh. been a huge fan since the beginning and, um, I'm just so very thankful. Well, thank you. Okay. So I'm going to actually start. You do have quite a few loved ones on the other side. Cause I can see yes. several loved ones. Um, and I want to, fr- I'm going to first start with the mother that is departed. So how do you connect with the mom? If it's okay. not your mom or mother-in-law, it could be grandmother. There are three of them standing there. Okay. Wow. I have two grandmothers and um, a mother figure who's um, my neighbor growing up who really taught me a lot, uh, the majority of uh, life. Perfect. So know that the three of them step forward. There are father figures, but then there is also a young male that is stepping forward. Young for me is anyone that left the physical world before we feel our time. He holds my hands and makes me feel like you lost your everything the day that he died. (laughs) that would be my husband he said to me i was gonna say husband and he said why wouldn't you say son don't i look young look how young i look (laughs) he's the jokester yes (laughs) but that would be that would be his personality right yes yes through and through the love of my life but yes he was um the jokester (laughs) you're everything yes my life (laughs) he says to me Teresa, the first thing can you tell her is Tell her to stop yelling at me that I died. He said she never thought that I would go before her. I was always able to bring him home from the hospital stays. And um, yes, even last night, I I, I talked to him all the time. And um, sorry about yelling, babe. Um, (laughs) I, um, I guess I've still not... My heart and my brain have not uh, connected on um, accepting that he's not here. And um, because I always brought him home. That's what I kept saying last night. I always brought you home until this last time. He said to me, Teresa, I couldn't do it anymore. I know. He said, I was was so tired. He said, and it wasn't selfish of me to leave the physical world. He says, I couldn't watch my family watch me 
suffer anymore. He said, because that's what it became. He started jumping up and down and then showed me an empty seat. So that's my symbol for that. He can move freely. So if he was, couldn't move, if he had something amputated or had an issue with his legs, that he can move freely on the other side. Before he was hospitalized at the end, um, the last year has been very tough. And, um, and I would tell him all the time, I feel like I'm watching my best friend die. And, um, he hated hospitals and doctors and he was tired. And, um, I do have to watch myself sometimes being selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I I know how tired he he was. He says you were never selfish. (laughs) He said it was me in, 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 in wanting to pray to end the pain. No one has ever had me said that to someone before. So I share that with you because it validates the strength of your husband's soul. He makes me feel like you're dripping in his things. So I don't know if you, and he shows me, he shows me, this is important, two gold wedding bands. And then he shows them interlinked and then into a heart. So when spirit shows me that, that means it means two things. You have to interpret this your own way. The Wedding band into a heart means that you were thinking of changing the jewelry or you wear it differently or you were thinking about doing something and combining jewelry. Then he shows me necklaces. So I don't know if you have his necklace. And then was he cremated? Yes. He says, I want you to know that I support how you chose to let me to rest and what you have done with my cremains. So whether if you separated the cremains, if you put them in jewelry, if you spread them, know that he supports that. Okay. We're huge New Orleans Saints fans and um, it's uh, a beautiful urn. This is what he said to me. He goes, I'm a big boy, Teresa. He goes, and it's a big ass urn. (laughs) It is. It is. (laughs) Somebody else mentioned that. They're like, well, Big Lou's got a big urn. And it's uh, uh, a <laughs> shut up. I oh swear. My. Yes. Oh my God. So uh, now I understand. You know that um uh that song, Oh When the Saints? Yes. Come marching <laughs> in. Now I get it. Like, and he's like, he's like teasing me, going, Teresa, she told you she was from Louisiana. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't put those things together, especially when I'm reading, like, you know, but that's the song that I was hearing when he's like, I'm a big, big boy and I got a big ass urn. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And, and to him, I mean, the New Orleans Saints, he was a diehard fan. Um, It was very tough for me to watch the first, I I couldn't watch the first game because he and I watched it together. Mm -hmm. He was such a fan. He could never watch with anyone that was fair weathered and, our, our saints have a bad history, even though we finally won the Super Bowl, but he had no tolerance. And so I, I was the only one he would watch the games with for the last 25 years. So wow. it was a little tough last week, but um, I'll get through it. And um, I'll, I think after this, I'll be able to find more joy than I've been able to. This, by him acknowledging that and what I love what you've shared is because it shows everyone listening. I think one of the hardest things that we have when we lose a loved one is to do the things that we liked to do with them. And we no longer do them, do them. And that's the one thing that spirit always has me say to people, please, 
All right, take baby steps. You know, like if if you're not going to watch the game, at least just maybe watch the first five minutes or, you know, the first qu- and then maybe go into the first quarter and then only watch it until halftime or just watch the end of the game. But here it was you, because no matter whether you watch the game the first time last week or five years from now, it's still going to be hard. Right. And every single day and every single week that you watch football, you're going to, you're going to miss him. You're going to be sad. You're going to think of him. So by doing that, your husband says you are paying tribute to me every time. Awesome. I just want to do right by him. He says there was not one thing, Teresa, that my wife could have done differently for me. (laughs) He said she cared for me in a way that a wife should not have to. And what I mean by that, or what spirit means by that, is that you must have done personal things for him, like maybe a nurse would do. Yeah. And because you wanted him to have dignity and grace and to be able to carry himself in such a way, he says, my wife did those things for me, Teresa. Yeah. He says, and I want her to know how eternally grateful I am for that. Thank you. <laughs> he says, I, I showed her. She knew how much I appreciated it. Yes. He says, but I see from the other side on how important it was for me to tell her. He says, I saw from the other side that when she would do things and things were difficult, how she was so strong for me, but then would go in the room and cry. Yes. And and would pray to God and say, how am I going to do this? That, that's exactly, exactly how it went down. I, um, I would try to put on a brave face, depending on how coherent he was. Um, he knew in the moment, but he, oh, I am so blessed that he was my husband and the love of my life. And I would do it all over again. Uh, I mean, I often say, and I know this isn't, the right way to think but if i could only have him back i would live in a cardboard box on the street that's how deeply we loved each other even in the very difficult times neither of us ever went to sleep not knowing how much the other was loved so yes he was was always very thankful literally and well can't say until the day he died because i wasn't able to be with him the last 10 days of his life because he was in the hospital Mm-hmm. COVID hit. He told and, me that he yeah. he told me because of that COVID. He goes that COVID bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I said you can't Thanks, say babe. that. <laughs> I go. You can't say that. He oh. goes. Yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> I I I but, agree. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say several things here. First, he says, "I want you to know that I have no regrets." Okay. Several things with the regrets. He says, first, the regrets, and he talks about the children. Well, we, we don't have children. We have mm-hmm. kitty cats. Um, but no regrets. Do you understand that? Right, right. Okay, no, now I get it. Yes, yes. No regrets. And he says, no regrets. Yeah, I'll show you because this, you know, you know how I doodle on Long Island yes, Medium? Yes, yes, I, I doodle. Do. Look. Oh, wow. Wow. So he had me write all of these things. Children, no regrets, no regrets, COVID-19. Yep. Wow. And what he wants to add about the no regrets for COVID-19 was, he says, you had no choice but to bring me to the hospital. 
Yep. He said, and I want you to know, I feel like he called you by a nickname. He um, called me um, Bates, as was my maiden name. Um, oh. And uh, so he always called me Bates. And oh, um, Is that what the B was? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're killing me. You're killing me. Oh, yeah. That's the B. I was going to say, oh, Ange or Angie. He goes, nope. He's like, nope. He's like, no, look at when he would say my name. My name is actually, and it's okay. It's pronounced Angelique, but mm-hmm. I knew I, I hated if I ever heard him call me that because I'm like, okay, I'm in trouble. Something, something's wrong. He called me by my given name, but yeah, Bates is, and um, I still I'm using his telephone right now, and we only got it a few weeks before he was hospitalized and there are two contacts in there, his mom and Bates, which is me. So yeah, that's, that's what he called me. He says, you know, and I know that you did everything to keep me home. Yeah. You had no choice, but to bring me there. He says, so I do not want you to carry a burden or a guilt connected to you having to make that choice. Yeah. Because he's making me feel like there was this part of him where it's like, nope, I don't want to go. You knew that, but I had to go. I had to go. I had to go. He was, he was dying at home and, uh, it took several, well, two trips, um, with the firemen coming to, um, get him literally off of the floor. His, his body was shutting down. All of his Mm -hmm. organs were shutting down. And, um, it finally took him being incoherent enough for me to say, take him. And um, mm-hmm. they, they saved him. Just a brief story. Mm-hmm. Um, they saved him. Um, even though he was given his last rites in the ER, he ended up being on a ventilator for six days. All of his organs came back. He came back. They were um, hot shotting him for a liver transplant because that's the only organ that did not come back. And that's why we got shipped to New Orleans. And then three days into his day, COVID hit and he slipped through the cracks. And, um, but I knew he was tired and I, I have to work on myself for not feeling guilty on mm-hmm. begging him to keep fighting because he had fought so long and so many different times. He just showed me that even if he got a liver transplant, his body would have rejected it. Okay. That's how how much because it's almost like I do a body scan on him like he and it's like it's not just like someone has one thing wrong right he had multiple things wrong is that correct yes yes and he says there was no way that I was going to survive he says survive he goes Teresa what do you consider surviving he says I wasn't going to be me he says and I wouldn't want to have to live like that right he says, I did it long enough. He did. And I know he was tired. Unfortunately, the last 10 days of his life, we didn't get to see or speak to each other. So that, that was um, uh, brutal is the only word I can come up with. Um, not being able to see or speak to your loved ones. And he didn't have COVID, but the rest of New Orleans did. And he had kind of gotten pushed to the side, unfortunately, um, with a transplant because they had bigger things to do. And um, so he was a bit incoherent and did not understand why I wasn't coming to pick him up, you know, um, which was 
heart shattering to hear the love of your life say, I can't believe you're leaving me here. You know, and, and logic tells you that, you know, he wasn't in his right mind, but getting the messages from Teresa that I did helped ease that pain, just knowing that he's happy, he's whole again. I have to be thankful that since he didn't have the virus, I was able to, when it was time for life support to be discontinued, I was allowed to be with him. He wasn't awake, but um, I at least got to say my goodbyes. It's a heck of a thing to be thankful for, but I was still thankful. I can only imagine what families do that, that can't can't be there, aren't given that one last chance um, like I was. The hardest part is feeling like I had deserted him. I was worried that he thought that, but knowing when he said that there was nothing more I could have done for him and that I always did everything I could for him, he told me in life, we never left things unsaid ever, but it's still, as he said in the reading, my wife still needed to hear that now, who was the father figure on the other side? For me, my mm-hmm. father. And, and, and for him? Both of our fathers um, okay. have passed. So know that he says, okay. he goes, Teresa, you know when my wife said that we were going to come and see you? Oh, he said, this is who we wanted to connect with. Exactly. Yes, both of our fathers. So know that he's bringing both of the dads forward. Oh, and he awesome. says, know that they were there to take me home. Okay. Thank you so much. That was, that's what I prayed for when um, I had to, I had to give them permission to turn life support off. Mm-hmm. I, I sat there and prayed for my dad and, and his dad. I prayed that they were, were there to, um, to greet him to, to, so he wasn't alone. So thank you for that. He showed me that you actually have a vision of, it's almost like, I, I saw this vision of them standing at the end of the bed, them reaching their arms out, them like, and him just like sitting up and then them just taking him home. Yes. I, I felt like by the time we got to the city, um, when I got the call from the doctors that there was just absolutely nothing that they could do, um, even with life support, I felt that he was already gone from his physical body. I was still talking to him because I, I mm-hmm. knew he could hear me, but mm-hmm. the actual body, I, I, I felt like I was praying that at least his dad, hoping my dad was there too, but at least his father was there for him. <laughs> but yes, that is, that's ironic because that is, um, although we had promised each other that if anything ever happened to one of us, that we would communicate through you. Because when I tell you, when I mentioned he was Big Lou, he was a big guy. Mm-hmm. When I tell you he would sit and boo-hoo, and he would have done it with men in the room, it, it wouldn't have mattered. He, mm-hmm. was, um, he didn't care. He didn't care about showing his emotions. I mean, he wasn't um, a guy that would walk around mm-hmm. weeping all the time. But um, when we would watch your show... <laughs> and we would just sit there and not even speak, just hold hands and mm-hmm. just cry. It's um, you, the gift you give to people. I know I hear people tell you all the time, but please never underestimate 
how even even through the show before when we were together before he passed what we would get out of it is amazing mm -hmm. so you are amazing and what you do with your gift oh, is thank you is is beyond um, thank you well i consider it an honor and a privilege to be able to channel the souls of the departed and more importantly to be able to allow your husband to give you the gift of peace oh. Did, did we talk about his necklace? Did, did we bring this up earlier? That his yes. necklace and, and his wedding ring. He's, yes. He's he's saying to me, goes. You I know, have she his have ring it. on. Is I is it with ring. your ring? Is it with your ring? I'm wearing you it. Your, uh, oh. <laughs> I'm a little um, um. Oh, perfect. Swollen right now, so <laughs> it, it was um falling off of me. But um, yes, I have perfect. his ring, and then I also have someone else's. I'm perfect. not sure if he'll come through or not, mm -hmm. but. Um, yes, I wear his ring with me, um, always. And I do have his necklace, um, okay. that I'm going to figure out something to do to incorporate where I wear it. Um, his mother gave it to him when we were in high school. Yes. It's very special. So I, I, I do have that. Perfect. So know that he is acknowledging the things that you wear that you carry in honor of him. Yes. He also says you could feel the bed either move or you feel something when you sleep always always no, know that that is his soul know that that is <sighs> the soul of your husband letting you know that he hasn't left you so know whatever it is when you sleep because i can feel it whether if it's you feel him next to you or you actually feel the bed move know that that is his soul and saying i have never and will never leave you my soul <sighs> will never leave you he says but i need you to start, just to start, he says, to be a little kind to yourself. I'm he trying. Says, I need you to participate in life a little bit. It's almost like we need the flow of love, right? We right. need the, f he says, and, but I need you to participate in that. I need you to show up every day for you knowing that I am kind of pushing you to do that. Okay. That'll help me, honestly. <laughs> Look, um, it's not going to be easy. This is something that in, in my last book, Good Grief, that I, I, why I wrote Good Grief. What I learned is that there are all these, they say these 12 steps of grieving, right? Mm -hmm. we, we, we go through all of this. Okay. Some of us might go through those. Some of us might not. Nobody can tell you how to feel of the loss of your loved ones. And now I'm being made to feel like, now I'm being backed away. You have to now heal from other passings. Like yeah. the, the pass of your, the, the, the loss of your dad. <laughs> you yeah. have things that you have to heal from your dad before you can even start to heal from the loss of your husband. Right. And my dad's been gone a long time. Uh, your dad already mm -hmm. showed me you, because when we, uh, when I saw your dad greet him on the other side, your dad thanked your husband for taking such good care of his little girl. <laughs> I often told him that my dad was so thankful. I just knew because mm -hmm. no one other than my father could make me feel you. safe. Yeah, well, and it made me just like your husband. Me, exactly. Mm -hmm. Love me enough. And, and I say enough. I don't know why that just came out. Um, but it's, it, it's a fact of loving you enough and making you feel enough 
and to safe. That's what I was trying feel, to say. Safe. Feel good about your, safe. Right, to yeah. feel good about yourself, to know that you're going to be okay, that you have this safety net and that is them. You always had that person that you could count on, that person that you can turn to, correct? Yes. And now, even, you know, even when feeling losing the everything, yes, that is your husband. But here he's saying, we have to go back and still heal from your dad because you feel that your dad has missed out on so much of your life. <laughs> and that he doesn't know. And he says, I do know. I've never been there. And I'm going to say this to you. This thing, this what's happening today, your husband made me feel that he's taking responsibility for that. Because there would have been a reason. Look, if I read you before, if I saw you before, right, and read you with your dad, how would you then end up back on Hey Spirit or even Long Island right. Medium? Right? right. Exactly. So it's almost like your dad is saying, I have never left you. You embraced my signs and symbols, which you continue to do. Yes. He says, and he salutes you, your dad. So your dad either served our country. Yes. Uh, and or validating how proud he is of you. Hopefully, but well, um, he was in the Korean War. But um, I just asked him last night to, to um, let me know if he was still proud of me. So um, that's, uh, that's, that's huge because I... I um, he said the sacrifices that you made, the sacrifices that you made and the way that your mom's still here in the physical world. Yes. And I take care of way, her. And now that's right. mom. The and way that you, you, you said it when I died, you said, don't worry, I will take care of mom. And yeah. you have exceeded any expectation that your father ever would have had of you as far as taking care of mom. He goes, this is your dad. He's funny too. He goes, oh boy, now, now that has earned her a golden throne in heaven. Uh, thank you. And, and uh, Louis too, my husband was the son she never had. And mm -hmm. um, he would often tell me, we, we'd sit at times and, and cry at night. Just We'd laugh and then we'd cry. And uh, he mm -hmm. said, babe, this is earning us some special wings in heaven. That is what he would say. <laughs> I love my mom dearly, but goodness gracious, um, it's not. It's, it's not easy. It's it's not easy. And you know, your dad and your dad says, "I'm not making excuses for you, mom." But she's had a tough life. Yes, it, yes. It it has not been easy for her, and and that doesn't make you know excuses. But right. it's hard, even as adults, to then care. You know, it's almost like then the children become the parents. You exactly. Know? And you know, your dad says, "You were always my pride and joy." my princess. Yes. He says, and I want you to know that again, I feel like the same message from your husband that said the days that you say, how am I going to do this? I can't do this anymore. God, please grant me the, the strength. It, know that the strength comes from your, has always come from your dad and now from your husband. Thank and you. Your dad, your dad says that you still have uh, when spirit shows me a teddy bear with a heart on it, and then they show me like a little card, it's my symbol for that you have things from your childhood. I don't care if it's one thing. I don't care if it's a picture, but it's something that is of you or from your dad that you've kept all these years. Oh, um, gosh, I've got, um, I mean, his, his picture is, is on my wall um, as we speak. I, I've been in control of his wedding ring. Um, That's what I'm wearing 
um, mm-hmm. the other wedding ring I'm wearing, right. um, really since, since he passed. But, but there's uh, something from childhood. So don't be surprised if, if you're at, if you come across a card or if you come across, say, a picture of something, uh, and, and you're holding a teddy bear or you have something, or even if you're at mom's and going through and things being like, dad kept this, like, mm. know that it is your dad's way of saying, and it's a validation and a sign at that exact moment. Okay. Do you smell your dad? Yes. Yes. And whatever it is that you smell that reminds you of your dad, know that that is him and his soul at that exact moment. My father died when I was, I was very young. I was 10 years old. I was a daddy's girl and um, just uh, have literally missed him every day that he's been gone. It's uh, never gone away. And, um, you know, that's, I think, why Lewis and I were such big fans of Teresa's because, uh, I mean, even through the TV, she's so real. But we had tried unsuccessfully. Unfortunately, things never worked out for us to see her at her live shows in New Orleans. But we were going to um, try to see both of our fathers. But um, knowing that, even though I'm in my 50s, <laughs> knowing that my daddy's still proud of me is huge. Teresa had mentioned one thing in the reading um, that I had of my father's, and, and it took me a, a while to figure out what it was. And it's, it's bizarre because it's something that I wake up next to every single day of my life. When my father was in high school, which was would have been in the 1950s, he uh, made a bedside table with a drawer in shop class and he had given that to me as a child and it it hasn't been refinished it's old as can be and um anyway that's that's what I I I keep and have of my father's and I I didn't it's such an everyday part of my life I it again took me a while to um she said that I would probably figure it out later but and, and I did but you know it's, it's hard remembering back, um, you know, any specific instances about my dad. I mean, I do remember him and I can still hear his voice, but, you know, I just, I I'd always wished that I had a chance to get to know him as an adult. You know, when you lose a parent, when you're that young, you don't, you don't get that benefit. And uh, so, uh, again, it was uh, very healing, even all of these years later to know that my father has been with me every step of the way. I know that my husband, Louis, very proudly did that. And my dad's personality came through as well when talking about how tough it is on me having to take care of my mother now. Um, it's uh, The irony is not lost on me daily. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love my mother dearly, but it's tough when you have to switch roles and be the caretaker and... Um, you know, the, the parent in the situation. But that was, um, again, a, a wonderful gift of having my father come through. You know, the night that I had to go to the city to um, end everything, I was praying that at least his father was there. I, I didn't even imagine that I could have possibly asked for, for my dad. But again, I, you know, did have that dream. And then when she confirmed that the two of them were at the end of his bed and held out their arms and lifted him up to, to heaven. Um, that was, uh, I think that's probably the 
the biggest gift for me is just because the whole thing with him being alone because he was never alone um you know at the hospital millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all carry around different stressors. Some are big and some are small, right? But at the end of the day, when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You know, therapy just isn't for people who experience major trauma. Therapy, I find for myself, is great for learning positive coping skills and also how to set boundaries. And it has empowered me in the best way to be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HeySpirit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HeySpirit. Do you have a cat or a pet that is old? Uh, well, all right, we have... I guess both of our, our cats are, um, one is six and the other is seven. And I guess that's kind of old. Um, our first child, I, I was a dog person my whole life, but my husband rescued, um, a kitty, our first child from the side of the road. And, um, at first I'm like, what do you want me to do with that? It's a cat. I can't, you know, even touch the cat. But, um, two days later she became my child. Um, but mm-hmm. she's, she's passed on. Right. I often wonder if, if he's with um, with her. One of our cats has a seizure disorder, so um, I, I do have to give her medicine. And okay. I, I so, had to do that right before this, actually. Okay, so I'm going to say this. I don't know if there's... I did see him with pets um, mm-hmm. on the other side, so know that any pet that has departed, know that they are with him. Okay. Um, now, do you have something of the cat still? Uh, sometimes when they show me like a little pink collar. Oh, yes. Uh, she, um, I have all of her collars and I, I, I keep them, um, cause the cats we have now will not even entertain a, a collar, but our first child loved her jewelry. It was like, she was a fashionista, you know, <laughs> the more, the more bling, the better. And, um, <laughs> yes, I keep them in, and <laughs> actually one time 
he laughed at me. I was going to wear, wear one of them as a bracelet. As a bracelet. It was so <laughs> blinged out. He's like, babe, okay. Um, it still looks like a, a cat collar. Um, but if you really want to wear it, I'm like, okay. I'll That's leave great. it at home. Yeah. But I just wanted to validate that the cat was that he had your daughter, your mm-hmm. cat on the other yes. side. Um, and validating that why I asked you if you had an older cat, because he made me feel like that you might have to make decisions for the cat. So that's yeah. usually my symbol for when someone's older, whatever it is, maybe changing the vet or changing medication or a different treatment. And maybe when and if that day comes, if, if you have to make that decision to put the right. cat down, know that he says, I support you in that decision. Right. I, I, I do worry about Roxy, but um, yeah. I'll deal with that as it comes. Right. But know that he, he says, I don't need you to start second-guessing choices and decisions. Do you understand that? <laughs> yes, he knows me well. <laughs> yes. He says, because she will bother me with this, Teresa. <laughs> oh, now, were you, were you thinking of moving or just... Um... Uh, well, my mother lived with us, and so mm-hmm. now she just lives with me. Um, his mother lives alone and um, has Alzheimer's. So I'm going to be... Not quite sure what the future holds there, okay. how I'm going to be doing that. But um, I have stated that once my mom and my mother-in-law leave this earth, um, I might okay. just, you know, move. move. Um, okay. Look, this, you know me long enough uh, uh, since you've been watching me since the beginning. And a, I feel and like I know you, family. by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's bizarre, but I feel like I'm talking to a friend. So thank you. Well, I love that. So uh, I feel the same that when and if that day comes, this does not mean, you know how adamant I am about this, that when spirit brings up choices, decisions, things that we're thinking about doing or wanting to do, this doesn't mean that we have to do this or that we should do this. What this means is that knowing by him bringing this up, that if you do choose to relocate whenever, however, know that he supports that choice and decision. Thank you. And he's, he says, I'm going to tell you right now. He says, you cannot carry any more burden. He says, so once things start to change, you need to make the right choices for you. Okay. He says, because you will be no good to nobody's mom if you are not taking care of yourself. Yes, and I, I have had, um, thank God, for friends. I've had um, a couple of people step in to help me. I finally had to, I mean, you know, I cried uncle trying to take care of both um, from mm-hmm. actually before he went in the hospital and then having to care for mm-hmm. him. And yeah, it, uh, I prayed for strength all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, I, I wouldn't have gotten through it. The interesting thing is, is that, and this is something that spirit usually doesn't talk about. He's making me feel like, because the two of you always made decisions together. Right. You never just made a decision on your own, or you just made the decisions, or he just made the decisions. And he's, he said to me, he goes, she's going to have to make tough decisions, Teresa. Yeah. And she's going to feel all alone in this. He says, I need her to know that I need her to stick with her gut, her intuition, and more importantly, what's going to be best for her. He says, so we're having the discussion now. Right. And I needed it. So thank you. He says, I, I, well, you know what he had? This is, 
she had me write this. I love you, babe. Oh, God. Before I started talking about this, I, he says, I need you to start taking care of yourself. I'm not totally alone as far as um, my mom, because I do have two sisters. And, you know, if it comes time, if she were to have to go into a facility, um, his mother with the Alzheimer's, I know it's inevitable. I'm going to keep her with me as long as I can. But to have that burden off of me, especially since I know it was a heavy burden on him because his mother along with me was one of his best friends and um, seeing her decline definitely affected him. So until I got the message from him that it would, whatever I decide needs to be best for me until I got that message, I was going down the same road as far as feeling that burden of, Oh my gosh, now it's on me. How, how am I going to do this? So that was um, definitely huge in uh, helping me, you know, just know that even though it'll be a hard decision, if and when I have to make it, uh, that he supports me and um, that I have to think of myself, which is going to be hard, but I'll do it. <laughs> he says, and I don't mean by getting your hair and your nails done. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to happen too. Obviously, the eighties hair is um, your hair looks too fan- much. Uh, your hair please. looks fantastic. Oh, what is gosh. the first thing I said when I saw you? I said you look beautiful. Uh, oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, so you have to, you know, and and I think people sometimes think, especially how I, you know, I think Billy Joel sung about it, us Catholic girls, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> You know, I think we tend to sometimes think doing things for ourselves is selfish. Yeah. And it's not. It's what I've learned is there are certain things that I need for myself to take care of myself, whether it be a massage, a facial. Okay. You know what? Money's tight. I can't. All right. So instead of going once a month, I go every other month. Right? Right, right. I don't do things on a weekly basis anymore. I do things on a biweekly or once a month. And it's important because those things keep us in touch with our souls. So I, I think it's important that you know that I don't want you nor your husband wants you to feel that if it's selfish of you because you have all these other responsibilities to put yourself on the back burner, especially when it comes to your health. Right. And, and I have had some issues and um, mm-hmm. I've had long talks with myself and include him um, that uh, I've, I've just, I've got to buckle down and um, start taking care of myself because you're well, right. Uh, and he's and he hearing looks, you with that. I mean, yeah. and look, this is, this is what people also don't understand. People could say, oh, you read someone's physical appearance, their body language. I'm looking at you through a freaking Zoom camera, (laughs) which I see your face. And you look gorgeous. You Um, know, your hair is done, your makeup, you look beautiful. Thank you. So for your husband to get me to say this, and I'm also going to say this to you, your dad stands right next to your husband with this message and saying, you need to take care of yourself inside and out. Yeah, because and, and my my husband was, I mean, huge on, yeah, um, you know, me getting my uh, pedicures when I wanted mm-hmm. to, my massages, and um, mm-hmm. he would push mm-hmm. me and push me and make me, I mean, literally make mm-hmm. me go. 
He's doing it now. Yeah. He's doing it now. So do not feel selfish. Do not feel that you're not taking care. You have to start taking care of yourself. And he's also showing me that you have to go back to the doctor. Was this an appointment or a checkup that you missed? Is that correct? Oh gosh. Yes. My, <laughs> and he was big, big, big with this. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. my mammogram, I have to reschedule. Yep. Yeah. Because he we says, thought we were getting a hurricane and I had to cancel it. And a similar thing happened the year before. And literally the relief on his face when I finally got home and everything was fine, Mm -hmm. um, was, you know, I, I took note of that and, Mm -hmm. and I've been, I literally told him the other day, I promise, babe, I'm going to reschedule. I'm (laughs) not, I mean, cause I knew that he was going to be concerned about that. Mm -hmm. I told him the other day I've rescheduled. I promise I'm, I'm going to go have my mammogram. I promise I'm going to do it. I'm definitely paying more attention to my health. I'm going to continue on and eating healthy and just getting myself back on track because the last year with him being ill, I um, definitely neglected myself. You know, even during all that, he would still try to to get me to take care of myself. But, you know, it's easier said than done. It's when you're a caretaker. And that's always been my personality. Even with friends, I, you know, think of others first, but he's helped me to remember that I need to take care of me. Like I said, I can always say, Teresa said, (laughs) I have to do this. Well, this, this is what I love what your husband has done. Not only has he given you the peace in knowing and the comfort in knowing that his soul is with you, that hasn't left you, but what he's given you and every single listener here now is that spirit does hear us. Yes. They hear our thoughts. They hear our prayers. And how amazing. And this is why I do what I do, to have that validated through me. Exactly. It's, it's unbelievable. I, unbelievable. And I hear people say it all the time, um, life-changing. It's um, mm-hmm. definitely at this juncture in my life. It's, um, this is uh, the best gift I could ever imagine. Honestly, I can't thank you enough. Your husband says, this is a gift from me. Okay. (laughs) A gift from his soul in saying, I know how much this meant to you. And that's why it was important to bring forward the dads. The first souls, right? Right, right. Right? We saw the grandmothers. We saw the mother figures. The the mother figure of all the people that you thought that you might have connected with, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Prior to your husband's passing. And... For him to be able to bring them all forward today. Awesome. And to share his unconditional love for you and thanking you for the way that you loved him is beyond measures. I'm I'm blessed. And I've um, often said just, I mean, our our story, just very briefly, we were high school sweethearts. Um, Mm. He was a, a year ahead of me. He moved to Miami and I was supposed to follow when I graduated school. But when it came time, I freaked out and realized <laughs> at the age of 17, I could be no one's wife. I was so immature. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I didn't go. And we didn't see her speak for 10 years. Wow. And um, when he came back, I oh, knew I'd broken God. his heart. Look, look at what he wrote, had me write before. This was because you could see it with the no regrets. Yes. Look at the two numbers that I wrote, 19 and 27. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. And when he um, came back, when he moved back, you know, we took it slowly, um, mm -hmm. friends, and we lived together for 17 years before we decided to get married. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it, we, we like driving a lot of people crazy um, that kept trying to force marriage on us. <laughs> and everyone thinking, oh, it was um, all Lou. And I was like, no, hey, um, I'm the one that yeah. didn't want to do it years ago. And yeah. we're just fine. And now yeah. once we did get married, you know, we were like, God, you know, we were, how stupid were we? We should have done this sooner. But, you know, again, he promised me mm -hmm. that we wouldn't have regrets, you know, about me. And I was just thinking this mm -hmm. last night and talking to him um, about how different things would have been if I would have had the guts to move at the age of 17, but, um, you don't, you don't know that, you know, these, right, this right. is the other side of the coin that spirit also refers to as we only look at a positive side of the coin. What if you did go down there at 17 and that right. other side of the coin was, and you were so immature and things just didn't work and exactly. you had a falling out and you never, ever reunited. Right. But you instead, know, we, right. I, I have, and I don't know if you can see it. Um, mm -hmm. I have the ring. The man who held on to nothing from his past kept the engagement ring that he bought for me in 1984. Wow. And when we decided to finally get married, he pulled out this ring. And um, I kept, I was like, I knew you'd tried to um, get married <laughs> to one of those chicks down in Miami. And so I started guessing each girlfriend and he kept saying no. And then it hit me. I said, oh, my God, was that what was waiting for me in Miami? And when the, the smirk came across his face, I knew that it was, it was mine. Uh, and so that's why I call it my magic ring. I will treasure it forever because he held on to it. And um, I just got it 30 years later. <laughs> but, yeah, it's um, my magic ring. Everything happens for a reason. I know that's such a cliche statement. No, it is so uh, true. But it, true. it really, it's the God's honest truth. And that is the one thing in life that we have to do is to look at something. You're going to look at that as, as something negative, right? I should have went down there. <laughs> we have to look what we what we learned from that. Take right. what we've learned from it on how we grew and wh where you ended up and release anything negative attached to that. Right. Right. That's the part of growth. And I, I have to tell you that the gift that your husband and your other loved ones gave you today is absolutely remarkable. The validations that a soul bond can never and will never be broken was completely That's validated here. Definitely. And I, I want to thank you so much for giving me the privilege and trusting me with the souls of your departed loved ones. It was a true yeah. honor to, to meet you and I wish you all the best and may God continue to bless you. And every time you want to do something, say, Teresa said, I don't care if you have to say that. Oh, I got to go. I got to go get a pedicure because Teresa said. There you go. I'll, I'll, I'll blame you. I have to. No, honestly, I have to. She said. You have to. She said. But you know what? Um, it, it, it will make you feel alive. It will make you feel like you're participating in your life with love and guidance from heaven. I do have one question for him. Sure. Who loves you, babe? Uh, Bates. <laughs> yes, well, yes, yes. Do you um, know that, you know that what song I kept hearing was, um, there were like some temptation songs about love. And then I kept hearing, I got you, babe by Sonny and Cher. 
So those are the songs that I kept hearing. So whether if that's the, a generation thing or if it was in that era, you know. Well, it was so, um, that was our thing that um, we said to each other all the time, and uh, he had started it actually. It was uh, "Who Loves You, Babe," and the other would answer, "You do," mm-hmm. and say, "That's right." And um, that was our our gig every day, all day. And um, mm-hmm. that's why I said, even in troubled times, we um, might have to blow off steam, but when uh, all was said and yeah. done. That's that's what we would end that's with. That's it. And um, so I can't oh. thank you enough, Teresa. Oh, you're very welcome. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. To say that his personality came through is an understatement. Um, there was no doubt in my mind the things uh, that Teresa mentioned and brought up. Not only was it my husband's personality jumping through the phone, but I I felt him here. And there were things that that she knew that again no one else. No one else had a clue about because things have happened so fast and with this pandemic and, you know, um, I, I can't believe this much time has passed. But again, she came through with things that only my husband or myself would uh, would know. And um, again, the, the biggest and best gift I could ever possibly imagine. His wedding band helps me daily, all day when I look down and see it on my hand. I, I know he's with me. I felt he was with me before, but now knowing is huge. Although the neighbors, if they ever listen to my windows, might think I'm crazier than all get out because I, I do talk to him and God all day, every day, especially now that I know he can hear me. I am getting out a little more. Thankfully, I've got a, a wonderful core group of friends I've always had a lot of people in my life, and I know they love and care about me, but my core people oh, have definitely gotten me through. Our anniversary actually is next Saturday, and um, I have such an awesome friend who was there for me from you know the morning I got home from the hospital, picking me up to bring me to the funeral home to make arrangements, and she's been by my side. and. Knowing that it was my anniversary, she um, took it upon herself to make reservations for she and I, because I know I'm safe with her. Because so many people, I I know people don't realize, or they think that they're going to say the wrong thing. You know, they're always worried about that. 
And I've tried to tell people, just let someone know that you're thinking of them and you're praying for them or anything. Um, Cause there's no, there's nothing anyone can say that's going to take that pain away. Even, even getting the reading doesn't take the pain away. It, it helps lessen it. But with my friend Sherry, I know I'm safe. If I start crying, you know, while we're at dinner, it's, it's, she's not going to make me feel guilty or she's not going to, you know, I'm not going to feel bad for ruining her night because she, you know, she says we might be a bunch of blubbering fools together, you know, and that's okay. Whatever happens, happens. And she just knew that she didn't want me to be alone. She was uh, very close to Lewis as well. Uh, I call her one of his angels. He had quite a few. So that's a big, uh, a big one because I was really worried on what, what I would be doing if I would just camp out at home and, you know, bury myself under the sheets. But hopefully he's proud of me that I'll be doing dinner, you know, and we'll be doing it in his honor, our honor, because we were a great team, he and I. Yeah, so I'm, I'm doing better with starting to live my life, but it is baby steps. Teresa wasn't kidding with that. It's uh, definitely baby steps because um, when you are as close as he and I were, you definitely lose a part of yourself. And that's the part that doesn't know how to continue on. But thanks to the message from him. And again, I have no idea cosmically how this all happened, but I'm so proud of my husband for following through with a promise that we both made to each other. And I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding about that. We had always promised, you know, and people would joke about it. Ha ha ha. You know, and I said, no, it would be through Teresa. And when I say he, he started early on after he had passed with, you know, just little things through the video chats, you know, even that helped. But the, the reading was uh, again, life-changing, life-saving. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be okay. It's, it's not going to be easy, <laughs> but having the peace in my heart that I didn't have before is, is uh, again, a gift I'll never be able to repay or thank enough. People don't realize, you know, hearing from your loved ones how hard that is. You know, it's not easy to hear these messages and to be able to really absorb them all at the moment and then be able to respond and to communicate that. And the way that her husband was just validating everything. And I loved how it was like then her father stepped in and was like, wait, she has to heal from my loss first before she can even start healing from the loss of her husband. I just, the, the encouragement that he gave her to, to live life for herself because her life has always been kind of put on the back burner to take care of others. I love how spirit encourages not to tell us what we should or shouldn't do, but simply to validate that if we need to make different choices, that we can't feel selfish or not make those choices. We have to make hard and tough decisions and choices, but what's best for us and for our souls. Because if we don't, we're no good to anybody else. And how did he know that she needed to go back to the doctor? He's like, you better tell her to go back to that doctor. And you had to see her face. She was like, oh my God, I got caught. <laughs> I love how he took care of her and how he took care of her here in the physical world and still in spirit form, taking care of her and making sure that she would be okay. Well, guys, there you have it. If you'd like to give me the opportunity to share my gift with you, just go to my website at teresacaputo.com. 
If you want to keep hearing these shows, please subscribe wherever you listen and be sure to write a review at Apple Podcasts so more people can find the show. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, if you're loving Hey Spirit and my new series on Lifetime, Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits, you might love my live show, Teresa Caputo Live. Check out my website at TeresaCaputo.com for tickets and to see if I'm in a city near you.